guns and eggs, just like Jesus wanted. It's the M word. Welcome to The M Word, a millennial podcast by millennials. I'm Connor. And I am Kyle. Hey, Connor. What's happening, homie? Um, hey, nothing much. It's, I mean, right now it's Wednesday, but this is published on Friday. So, actually, Jesus is dead. And I think we all need to think, need to this, absorb that. It is the Good Friday on the day of... Everyone's Lord and Savior, no matter what you choose, he's dead now. He's dead. He's a dead, he's dead. man. He's, he's probably coming back. There's a story. I mean, if, if he fulfills the prophecy yeah. hash, or the or the trailer, if the trailer meets the expectation of, the, of right. the movie, we will see if he pops back out and if there are six more weeks of there's, winter. Connor, there's a lot of suspense around whether or not he's going to pop out of that old that old death tomb. You know what I mean? Lots we'll of suspense. What... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually, I wasn't entirely positive when Easter was. Of course, I could Google it, but it was most clearly explicated to me when I went to do my laundry. Um, because I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a, a laundry uh, unit in my apartment. Thank LA. Uh So I had to go to a washeteria, yeah. and it was, it was packed. It was smoking. And I was yeah. like, oh, I guess, and it was a Saturday night, and I didn't know what to expect at a washeteria at Saturday night. Right. Maybe you thought they, they would have, like, <laughs> bingo, club dancing. They were like, let's get these clothes washed. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm just singing everything today. I know. Uh, but I was there. as popping. I was, like, I-, I was making friends with the lady who does the fluff and fold there because that you know how you do. That sounded sexual. No, and it was actually a big deal for me. I don't like to talk to people, but I did because I was like, she's here. Maybe she'll give me a hint on like how to fold my clothes. Wait, right? did you pay her to, to fold your clothes? Did you pay no, another no, no, human no, no. to fold I your d- clothes? I That's did the most whenever, LA thing I've ever heard. I did whenever I first got out there uh, or whenever I first had to go to that specific place because they said they had it. And it was like a buck fifty for, per, for a pound. I don't know how fucking heavy my laundry is. And so I dropped it off and they were like, yeah, it'll be like 30 bucks. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then they were Connor. like, oh, no, listen, listen, listen. And then, but they said they would use whatever detergent. They would hang shit for me. They would do, all, and I was like, that sounds lovely. And so I did it. And it was actually really nice, but I won't do it again unless like I have to. Connor, how have we been friends for so long and you've been in LA now for so long like almost a year and this is the first time I'm hearing about this I am emotionally upset right now which is I mean uh, I mean that's the only way I am emotionally I am I am theoretically upset I'm 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 mentally and physically and emotionally upset right now that this is the first time that I'm hearing that you had another grown-ass human Fold your clothes because you're a toddler. What is happening? No. I mean, you're... Sh- okay, listen. 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 I'm not going to go into that anymore because I could, but I'm trying to get back to our Easter Sunday edition. <laughs> Just... So yeah. I was there, and the place was popping. I was chatting with the, the laundry lady. You know how they're called. And she was like, "Uh, yeah, it's popping be because... Don't be racist. Okay, good. Next weekend... Uh, is Passover, mm-hmm. and so everybody is trying 
to get their their clothes done. Yeah. Uh, and I looked around, and there were yarmulkes as farly as I can see. As farly. And whatever, as farly as I can see. And whatever the curls are called, you know the curls on the side on the yeah, sideburns. I don't know what they're called, but that's like for Orthodox oh, Jews. I googled that shit. I googled it and I forgot what it was called. Oh my god! I can't do it now. So here's what they're called: Jesus swirls. Oh wait, but no, they no, don't believe no, in it's Jesus. Like the opposite. Shit, shit! It's oh, anti-Jesus swirls. Right. That's how they. That's how they kill Jesus. They call them. They the, call them the curly covenants. That's the what they're curly called. Curly covenants. All we do is just. Come up with stip- stipulative definitions on this show. Please like and subscribe on our <laughs> We don't have a YouTube. You keep saying this. We don't have a YouTube, Connor. Please like and Stop subscribe on our Twitter. YouTube. We do have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter, not a Twitube. Not a Twitube. Yeah. What are you, uh, do you have any plans for Easter Sunday? You know, I, well, so I live, I, I still live uh, close to home, right? So I, I will, um, I will get to go home and hang out with my family which is fun. Um, yeah, that's that's actually, that's pretty oh, much God. it. God, that was so boring. I know. My dad, okay, so my dad is a deacon in, in, the, in his church, and so they are, like, super busy during the Easter holidays. They, like, there's stuff going on all the time. Like, literally, it's in the entire Holy Week. They're doing something. And so I show up, and I'm like, here I am. Prodigal son has returned, but not to get too crazy. And they're like, cool, we're gone. <laughs> the, like semi prodigal son? I'm like I'm like yeah. halfway there. I'm like if the prodigal son came back and was like, Hey, listen, I'll I decided that I'll come back here on weekends. Right. Mostly it's just so I can get more of that <laughs> money. You know what I mean? I'm definitely more son than I am prodigal. But yeah, so we all really I mean, we, we do a, a thing. I hang out with my nephews. That's what I end up doing, my nephews and my nieces. Um, and they are adorable. They're the most precious children in the world, and no one can say otherwise. Thank you very much. I'll take my question off the air. Kyle, Kyle, just let the record show that Kyle physically backed away from the microphone to yeah, get to that, show get me that stenographer back back on the record. We have so many record keeping things in this damn show, Connor. I don't know why we feel it's we have to like have a record. It's almost like we're recording a podcast. You know, millennials, they just want to record All their they whole do lives. Is record. Oh, everything's a show. There really does need to be a voice of like the the baby boomer trying to talk down on, on the pod every now and again. He likes to drop in. We should hire an old guy to just come in Ooh. and talk down on our podcast every once in a while. But instead of actually having him in my physical presence, because I don't like that, instead he records like him saying his ramblings, and then we just incorporated that into random points during the pod. Yeah, this is the part. This is the part of the show where Connor reveals that he hates old people. <laughs> I am not a fan of good. Well, here's the. They're just thing. so dusty, you know. They're so dusty, just like Kyle's dusty old boy bo- bo- boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my boy boy on the air. We talked about this, Connor. I told you I don't want to talk about my boy boy. Stop talking. To, don't my bring dusty my boy boy, boy again. Uh, it's dusty because it's medical. What? I'll pray for you. I have a flaky the, penis. I'm just kidding. Jesus okay. couldn't fix that shit. We went two different directions. <laughs> Where we... Uh, remember, uh, I think this was like two or three Easter's ago, Kyle took me to a Catholic mass. Oh, I did. I forgot about that. I've, I, I had never gone before yeah and you said you wanted to check it out and i was like easter's a chill time i've seen the da vinci code at least two or three times and somehow (laughs) that made me more fascinated with catholicism and like wanting to know what that shit's about 
and uh, he took me. And I tell you what, and I, I'm pretty sure I told you this afterwards. It, it's not. It's not nearly. I, I grew up like Protestant, like uber Protestant. Yeah. Uh, I'm also cl- quick clarification. Someone saw the teaser for our last thing. Yeah. And was like, uh, "Oh, Jesus's fireplace," and they were like, "Oh, is he like?" Is he like religious or something? We are the most religious. This is our most religious podcast. Thank you very much for joining us at the Jesus Fireplace Hour, um, where we sit with Jesus at the fireplace. There is that's a very good image, though. We could we'll I do change like our the idea artwork. of Jesus. On- but also during that clip, you do say we should have changed that. <laughs> that should have been the name of the podcast was Jesus's Fireplace. And but if you put Jesus so in the title, funny. It was very funny. I, this is our after show where we talk about the, last week's episode and how much we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show. The, sel- the self-fulfilling the post, the post cycle show. of narcissism. That's what it, the full-length title of this show is. That's the Jesus' fireplace. The uh, <laughs> the self-circle jerking. <laughs> what? There's the no self- jerking. I There's told you to put it away. Welcome to the end. What are you doing for Easter? <laughs> We're gonna restart. No, we did. So you, I, you wanted you, I, because I talk about growing up Catholic, and then and you wanted to to check out a mass, and we actually drove down to Galveston Island because that's where the bishop. Yeah, Houston I wanted to go to like the uber fancy. Right, well, because he's I didn't want to go to like the baby one. He's like a, he's a cardinal, so he's like flies to Rome and shit, and I, he probably doesn't say it like that, but um, <laughs> but he um, so he he's like important, and he like helps run the church, I guess overall, and so he, but he's actually a really nice guy. I've I've met him a few times. Um, he also can't hear very well, um, and so he he likes oh, to sing, and he likes to sing that really makes sense. loud. Yeah. After uh after the mass, I remember I did I did get a video of him waving. Yeah. And I shook his hand and I also said Jesus isn't real. But oh he gosh. didn't respond, so yeah. I figured maybe that's why he did it. Yeah, no, he actually when you walked away, I did see him flip you off. So I think he did hear. <laughs> I think he did hear. Um Cardinal Donardo is chill as hell. Um again, <laughs> I don't think he says it like that, but um yeah, that's fun. What are you doing for Easter? You're not going to be home like in your birthplace. No. No, I mean you're in that heathen land. Even back home, I would I would do stuff with my family, and they would have like their Easter hunt, and I I didn't, you know, Christmas a lot of times, especially in the morning, is for like the chillins. Yeah, you know, they're open up, they're opening up the presents. It's the the whole deal the night before. I felt like a majority of Easter, whenever I do it now with like the Easter egg hunt being as big of a deal as it is, I'm like, I don't. I, it's not entertaining. It's not, and I guess entertaining isn't the main purpose of the deal anyway. <laughs> That's what Connor I'm shows like, up to family function. And he just says, "Entertain me, <laughs> give me pleasure." I do have a bad, a bad habit of of just saying this is boring, and then just that's that's that is how I see that activity. Yeah, as being just boring in general. It made me cry once. Uh, no, I had some friends. What? Hmm? What? You had some, I have friends. some friends. You have no friends anymore because you told no, them they I no were longer born. have any. Uh, that are they 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 are also transplants, and so they are uh, they're not going home for Easter. Yeah, and we have off of work, so like we're gonna hang. You're it's gonna do not, a free Easter. It's a friend's Easter. It's, n- it's not a Christ. Oh my God! I can hear. I don't know if you Christ, heard it. Christ on the is pod. involved in free Easter. Christ is born. Christ is nope, that's, risen. I was about to say that's Christmas. You started Christ with Christmas. Christ will rise again. Oh, that's from Mike Birbiglia. I love that boy. I was wondering where that. Where he no, we don't talk about him. other people on this podcast. We don't want to give them any more credit. They have to come to us. They have to be a guest. I'm gonna on bleep the show. that name out. 
No, I won't. I don't care anymore. Yeah, Easter Easter is interesting now as adults. Like I have, I come from a big family. Not like my. I only have two older brothers, but my my mom's side of the I come family. From big old family. Sorry. Well, my, my mom's side of the family has a bunch of cousins and and kids and whatnot. And so we used to. I was I was the youngest of the grandkids, and so we used to have big Easter egg hunts. But then now it's like all great grandkids, and there's like eighty of them, and it's ridiculous. But so mostly for me, and I, I feel like you also share this, but now being an adult who has to live and fend for themselves, I just appreciate just all the food and being able to just have a nice like home cooked meal that's not just pasta because that's cost the nickel and that's what I buy all the time and I can make a mm-hmm. gallon of, you know, yeah. and for an hour. And so I don't know why I added the hour, but I, I like that aspect of it. You know, just all the nice free It's a good food. aspect. I think that's especially being the young people that we are. I mean, you're getting up there, but like being relatively young, we uh, just having events in which there is food already prepared is stellar. Oh, it's so good. It's life changing. I actually today I'm realizing that that's something that I have neglected super hoard eating in the the early years of my adulthood is not preparing food the way in which I should. And so I'll go you know, five hours, six hours without eating anything. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm getting pretty hungers. Like, but I don't realize it until the point that like I'm about to pass the fuck out. Right. And yeah. so I'm like trying to make pasta in the living, in the kitchen and I'm just like falling all over <laughs> well, the let's place. Let's go back to the image of you making pasta in your living room. Like you're so out yeah, of you, it at that point. You're just like, <laughs> I'm pissing in a pot trying to get it to boil. Just, just having the pot like over the TV that turned to a fireplace. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, my TV doesn't work anymore. Aww. But I, I, it, but that is something that I've, I've been like, man, I need to, I need to get some snacks. Like I need to carry that shit around. Like I need to be ready to yeah. eat. I'm a hungry boy. I'm, a, you're a growing hungry boy. My, my staples are pasta and sandwiches and French toast. If I'm feeling frisky, my parents didn't Christ really. <laughs> Christ okay, hold on. Reason. Why why is frisky your trigger word for singing hymns? Oh, it's not that's not my trigger word. The fa- you making me uncomfortable is my trigger word. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about <laughs> um gonorrhea. So, no, my parents didn't <laughs> My my parents didn't really cook a whole lot growing up. My mom can cook, but she hates to cook. And my dad really didn't get into cooking until I was in high school where he started like experimenting and do a bunch of stuff. But so not like um, he experimented with food. I know. Um, I know. He, this, he is a he is a holy man, Connor. You cannot say ill of my father. He is. You, you go straight to Jesus' fireplace if you say one word against my holy father. I remember the first time I saw your dad doing, we're just getting really personal. Like we're, this is, we're not even talking about general things. We're just talking about like our family. Yeah, I didn't, we uh, haven't started the show yet. Oh, right. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of show, I'm just gonna. I was just gonna use. That no, as a I. I to change this but I forgot where I was going with that. So now living on my own, I can make possum whatnot. But if I try and bake chicken, I get so anxious about undercooking it. And if it tastes oh, yeah. like a little bit, because you buy like Chick Fil A chicken and it's nice and juicy and like it's and it's very it's very good. But then I cook it at home, and if it's even like a little bit juicy, I'm like, it's raw. I have salmonella now. Oh God! Right. What am I gonna do? It need, I'm gonna throw it up for hours. Like, 
uber dry. Yeah. And then it's dry, and I'm like, this tastes like grabbage. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather just have pasta. Yeah, it freaks me. I get so anxious about undercooking chicken that really? I just I just refuse to cook it now. It, it literally, I even tried to buy a thermometer, and I don't trust it. That's how anxious I get. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know it says I have to get to 150 degrees internal God, or whatever. we switched roles? We did. What the fuck? <laughs> Since when are you that nerd? Dude, I, speaking of like being anxious about stupid shit, yeah. I, well, chicken you know, I, kill, I told so. you, I told you a while back, oh, <laughs> so I, I got an espresso uh, maker that I am using regularly now. Look at you. You got an espresso um, maker and you got an old lady who folds your clothes for you. You're so LA, man. You're so LA. Screamed out of this podcast. Like the, <laughs> let the record show that Kyle is it verbally. Guys, get the record out again. <laughs> we need to make a record again. We got it, Kata. Oh my thanks, gosh. Thanks, G. I hate that old lady. Go ahead. Sorry. And, uh, and I started, I just started drinking more caffeine than I normally have been yeah and so my my heart rate just started going up and up and up like regularly and one day i i thought i had overdosed on caffeine when i completely had not (laughs) there's not even enough in that pot for me to do so being as a a tall boy as i am was that a time that you called me no okay no that was just your stomach okay you just you were you were just a a bad stomach boy yeah i'm i have all sorts of bad stomach boys yeah. Tall, tall boy. Anyway, no, but I freaked out. And because of that, I, I became like super aware of my heart rate and yeah. going like, oh, I need to like make sure that that shit is down. And uh, and you can't really, I mean, you could like try to keep yourself calm. Right. But your heart does its shit. And like, I'm a I'm a very skinny, like just run of the mill, little, little hat part Native American part Japanese boy. <laughs> and my heart just is rate is higher than the normal like like than the average bear, you know. Right. Which, yeah. And I have the Apple Watch and so it's showing me like, you know, I'm hanging out around 80, possibly 90 if I'm running around the the store I work at. I'm I'm just I'm about to say though medically, if if you're healthier, your heart rate should be lower all right. the time. So if your heart rate right. is higher, then that means that's bad cuz your heart has to work harder. No, I I understand. Body. Okay, like in general, but like that being there doesn't mean oh my god I gotta calm down. No, because yeah. like I can't I can't calm down to sixty beats per minute. Yeah, that what am I asleep? <laughs> you know, come on guys. Right. No, but but that made me nervous for for a while. Yeah. I actually recently read an article in the New York Times that's talking about how to like not do that and how to like handle your stress better. My resting heart rate is 210 beats per minute. And I, if you are a doctor, I do need you to call me immediately. Thank you so much, doctor listener. No, I absolutely agree with you. There was one time where I was sitting down reading. I was reading, Connor. I made myself a cup of tea and I was reading and I, my heart, I, it felt like heart palpitations, right? Where it's like irregular. And I was like, that's weird. And then, of course, I started looking at my Apple Watch so I can monitor it. And, of course, because I'm looking at my Apple Watch monitoring my heart rate, my anxiety goes up and then I it, my heart rate increases. And then I'm like, well, this is just a vicious cycle. And then I thought, maybe it's the T. Maybe the T did something. Um, and I didn't know. And I just started freaking out until I just waited and, until it calmed down. And I thought I was going to die alone for a second there and that Kaiser, my dog, was going to eat my bones. So I 100% agree. We basically just said the same thing. So, yeah. Like, I understand completely. Sounds like we both just need to buy life alert. I do feel like before you left, you, like, left some of your anxiety with me and that I've just absorbed it. I used to be just a, a strong, confident, unanxious, you know, a boy, and now I'm just a dusty, anxious boy. Now I'm just a dusty. <laughs> there is something to be said about, like, 
my brother was freaking out about his laptop the other day. Yeah. And it's interesting because that day I had a shit ton of anxiety to the point where like I had to go home from work because it was just getting me too bad. Yeah. But I went home and I was like just trying to keep myself calm. And then Grant calls and is like, yo, I'm like freaking out. And like I got so chill. Yeah. I completely relaxed and was able to guide him through the process of what he needed to do. Yeah. And I don't know if he could tell whether or not I was anxious in any way, which is interesting because like that calmed me down. Like that alone got me to that point. You you were comfortable with it. You knew what you were doing. So because I was like that back home, I was your anxiety cushion. And now that I'm no longer there, you you, you just get it all yourself. Connor, so maybe you should find more anxious people. You're 100% correct. Everything you just said is is absolutely true. I felt so knowledgeable and confident and certain around you because you were an idiot. And so I did. I had let no the, anxiety. Let the record show that, that Kyle winked at me when he said that on There's the, no the, winking. I'll record FaceTime. this FaceTime window if I need to. There's no winking. No, that is a, that's very interesting. I also, I mean, like I was living gesture. I was living at home with my parents. Uh, whenever like a nice, we, cute, we, jo- <laughs> jokey, jokey gesture there. No, I just have a twitch. There's a a um, a large piece of glass in my eye. So yeah, no, that's that's true. Let's talk more about anxiety. Let's talk about all the anxious things. I uh, speaking speaking of anxiety, I did have to write my first paper for a uh for my philosophy class nice how'd it go it it at first it was it was a lot i had needed to find an article online and explain its argument premise by premise and then its conclusion right and then i explained three premises of mine about the article and my conclusion about the article about its argument yeah i picked out a vox article about gun control or more specifically arming teachers and adding armed personnel to schools yeah and the the name of the article was like the case against arming teachers mm-hmm. so obviously they were not in favor of right of the vox proposal. is pretty open about like their bias whenever they start an article like or right. they're they're like yeah they're not a very unbiased organization they write like think opinion pieces i guess right so which is why i initially picked them and i also wanted to kind of especially because of the recent events that being a really important deal. So I wanted to understand it better. Yeah. So I was explaining this argument and it was, it was really, it was simple enough about like, there isn't any like gun, more guns anywhere equals more gun deaths. And they had page after page after page that verified this argument, no matter where you are, yeah. if you're in this country, that country, uh, uh, what's the word evening out for other possible causes of violence, like alcohol consumption or poverty. Yeah. Uh, if you put more guns in an area, there is going to be more gun deaths and more gun homicides. It's almost like uh, if you plant more apple trees that there are more apples. It's it's almost like there's, it's just like a thing that is a natural thing that happens. Sure. So Guns that, and apples yeah. are the same thing. That's what I'm their saying. Second, their second point was that like citizens don't use guns to defend themselves. There's so many, like, people have them, and I guess one could probably argue that the reason these gun deaths don't happen is because uh, people have guns, but also that is its own fallacy from my understanding. You can't, like, I could say the reason that the day comes tomorrow is because uh, I wake up, and that's why the day happens, because it happens every day. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. You know, causation doesn't equal, or correlation doesn't equal, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The second one was right. The third point was... Are you just that, recapping uh, this article for us? 
<sighs> I'm getting to a point, I think. You've you've hit two. And I can't. Well, no, no, no. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to a more interesting point, which was that like those were all pre points. Yeah. I just, well, I just con- need to understand the structure of your presentation. I all my Thank- notes are unorganized, and I just need to. I'll send. Yeah, I'll send you my article, Thank- so that way you can just Thank view you. it and get it done. No, but there, but I was trying to find holes in their argument, which I mean, they had like mainly one, which is that there hasn't been a lot of there isn't research done on arming teachers in schools and whether or not that prevents school shootings. Yeah, because that hasn't been implemented in schools or at least if there it is it it hasn't been widely researched period because teachers Um, don't want guns well that and and also they haven't found it to be uh that it just doesn't sound like a good idea and the the art the article's point is that like this doesn't this wouldn't help this is very very unlikely to help right there hasn't been any research to verify that this will help and it will most likely make it worse but we do do love underdogs so if it's unlikely it doesn't mean it's impossible that it won't help but reading this essay or reading this article and trying to write an essay about every reason why this is a stupid idea i was running out of shit to talk about yeah because the thing is like it's such a bad proposal that like if all you have to say is your proposal is wrong. There, any information from the past has verified that this is not a good idea. And so there's only so much for me to say and assess to say that that is the case. Right. I mean, there was a like some what I don't even remember what, how, how I tried to say what holes they had in the argument. I mean, obviously they had a mode of language and it was somewhat condescending with some of the points that they were like, Trump has landed on another idea based from the NRA that you require the only way to protect a or to stop bad guys with guns is good guys with guns. Yeah. Um, but like that type of language is a little annoying and if their purpose is to change people's minds, it's not a, going to be an effective way to do so. Right. But you get what I'm saying. Hey, I understand exactly what you're saying, except... I love all the guns, and I want all of the guns, and I, I think everybody should have all the guns. Why is it that every single one of my the, – the the past two pods have been about gun control? I guess, I mean, it's relevant. It is relevant. We actually didn't get to talk about it, but I can't stop watching those lovely children marching on the Capitol. It brings me so much hope and joy, and regardless of, of how anyone feels about the gun control debate, any time – more citizens are involved and active and caring about government makes government better. It's like regardless of of how it happens, more participation in a democracy is better because the more people participate, the more a d- democratic government represents its people. I do agree with participation being better, and 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 that that is that is a good thing. I wouldn't say no regardless like if your participation is is like what is it the the citizens who like try to take over a a, a land in some state somewhere in in like the southwest or southeast u.s i don't know but it was like a, a militia of people yeah a militia of white dudes who like just took up arms and try to take over a that's not participating a, in government though that's forming their own so okay more so so then let me let me specify more uh you're talking about mar- marching in a government or marching uh yeah in a parade to to just dis- like to, protest or and, protesting, and, protesting yeah protesting. utilizing yeah freedom of speech freedom of protest um 
as long as it's not violent. Right, which that's that's, uh, that's not in any way guaranteed in the Constitution. It has to be a peaceful protest. Like, you're not right. guaranteed to be able to fight whoever you want. That's not yeah. in, in so just So just, it's, it's, not in, it's not you protesting in any way, but you peacefully protesting right. uh, things. Yeah, totally. Exactly, yeah. That's, and, and again, it's, it's, when you look at democracy, the point of a democratic government or a republic is to represent the, the will of its people. And if, uh, if that, if more people participate, it becomes a, a fuller picture of, of its population, um, which is, it's always going to be good and that's good. But what I really love the most is I, I love seeing how empowered those students feel. And I think that is something that we lack a lot of because nine times out of 10, what happens in a high school and in, now in like middle school, I mean, it, or in junior high, it was happening. It was happening even to me then, but all that they are being prepared for is for college. There's no, there's no life skills. There's, there's no training for, for the workforce or anything like that. It's all to go to college. That is the only goal available to anyone in the U.S. if you're in a public education system and a majority of private system. Here, it's kind of taboo to say you didn't go to college or you went straight to the workforce. You assume, oh, you got your girlfriend pregnant or you were really poor and that's why you didn't go to college. And that's like totally not cool. Because not everybody needs higher education to be, you know, smart. Not everybody needs higher education to be certified in what they're doing and and in the thing that they care most about. Oh, yeah, totally. It needs to be like I, I haven't done a lot of research on uh, on I think where is it? I think it's Germany that that really has a, a focus on I think it's more of a trade school situation whenever yeah. you before you even get to like a certain grade in high school you're you're training for your right. career I mean the only bad side to that is that you don't have a lot of time to decide what you want to try to try to learn and try to do yeah but I think maybe it's the type of work that you want to do although you know some jobs like being a lawyer or or being a doctor requires a lot a long period of time to to get certified and to, to be able to do that job. Yeah. Um, but some schools, some trades don't. And so trying out those different things to get to a point, I want to try this and, and I want to do that for a while. I want to yeah. try this and do that for a while. So what's, what's interesting about that is, is the fact that we can have, we have like six careers over the course of our life, I think is, is what the most recent poll that I, I saw somewhere. I saw some, God, that's so such bad. You saw a poll I saw somewhere. some poll somewhere I'm talking about how we have six different, careers in our lifetime so to try to get a degree in something that is as specific as being a maybe well, i don't know doctor so, isn't a good one because i imagine people are that for a wait, while. wait when you I'm, when you said six careers you're saying every person over the course of their life will have on average six careers right okay that's kind of a bummer for me because i've definitely already had four and I'm 26, so this is I'm either going to break a record or I'm kind of stuck with where I'm about to be. You know what I mean? And I mean that that's also for people in. Uh, I imagine that that will rise. Yeah, you know, because at this point everything has to become more and more specialized, and in like 15, 20 years there probably won't be any retail jobs. Period, because of automation. So it's going to require more and more specialization. And, and so I, I imagine people are going to have more than the, those careers. Yeah. I, I think it's just, it's really neat the way that those students, the time did a piece on, on the, the activists from Parkland and the kind of organization they've set up for that. They set up for March for our lives and for the walkout and everything. And apparently they were set up this way because of the way that their, their schooling system is set up and that um, Marjorie 
Douglas Stoneman, I think is the name of the school um, in Parkland, where they were, they have a huge focus on experiential learning, um, debating and, and arguing and bringing in um, journalists and speakers and things like that to talk to the students so that it's not just you know teaching and testing like so many public schools endure. Now, they're in a, a much more affluent, richer suburban area, so they can invest that way, and, and we probably need more of that you know, all around, but, but they're set up for success to participate because they've been empowered since a young age to do that. And I had, I had a government teacher at my high school who I remember her saying in, um, at one of our lessons where where I think we were talking about the bill of rights and, and things like that. And she said that before you die, you should protest something once because it's such an integral part as a U.S. citizen. And, and is a, a part of a fabric of our history is to, it's, it's an acceptance that things are not perfect and that that's okay. And that we're working better. Like the United States is never going to be perfect. United States is never going to be great again. Like that's, that's not the United States has never just been perfect, but we can constantly work towards, you know, making it better and better. And when you protest, you're admitting that something is wrong and you're not just putting on rose colored glasses to say everything is, is right. And everything is, or good. everything was right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, things can get better, you know, ev- God, make, make America shit. great again. You know, if, like if you go back far enough, we're just a big country of racists and, and that's not great. We shouldn't do that again. You know, things like that. So I'm, I saw I, this interesting post uh, a little bit ago about like how, old where did, where did you see it? You the- saw it somewhere. I saw this post somewhere, <laughs> this thing somewhere sometime, and it showed like members of the revolution and yeah. how old they were. And they are our age, brother. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. They're, they're not 40 and 50 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. That's Screw just, old people, right? Again, so, I hate old people. They're the but worst. My point is that whenever people go, you cannot look back at a time, you can't idealize a time before yours. You yes. can't decide that this time was better because, like, we have there, and if, of course, it depends on your view of empirical data. But if you think that less deaths are good, then we've got our society has gotten better. If you think that um, my minority integration into uh, business is a good thing, then we have gotten better. If you know, yeah. like, if if you think that infant mortality is a bad thing, then we've gotten better. Like right. there, so there isn't this. It's anyway. I'm I'm getting way too into it, and I wanted to mention one little bit before we jump into the what the problem that we're gonna solve, which is that what's interesting about the protest is that mass shootings only account for two percent of gun deaths in America. Yeah, and so it's awful that that happens, and there should be everything in our we should do everything in our power to keep that from happening, but. There needs to be more, like right. the amount of deaths by suicide, the amount of deaths by by criminal homicide. It, it it's a uh, it's it's working toward, like you said, it's working toward a good place, but there's so, there's still more to do. And hopefully, yeah. March for Our Lives is clearly not just about mass shootings; it's about lessening gun deaths. Period. Right. Wait, I was really happy with the uh, gosh that, and I can't remember her name, and I'm I'm so sad that I can't say her name right now. Um, but she was the 11 year old girl from, I can't remember where she was either, but she organized the walkout at her elementary school and she stood up and said, I represent all of the African American women who die every day from, from gun violence who are not talked about in the news because mass shootings are attention grabbing, but that's not the majority, like you said, of, of gun, gun violence victims. And 
Yeah, let's. Gosh, Connor, that, let's just do that something better. Really exciting note. I wish they could all come back from the dead. You see what I did there? Right, but we're not turning to Jesus. We're turning to what Jesus turned into, which is a bunny. Yeah. Little bunny hairs. Today, we're going to solve Easter eggs. Because why the fuck do we have Easter eggs? We have like two seconds to solve Easter eggs. And here's the one sentence I read on Wikipedia, okay. which was that uh, Orthodox Catholics used to um, um, abstain from eating eggs during Lent. Connor, that's exactly the thing that I read. And Shut I the fuck up. I know. I was actually really excited because I'd never heard that. I obviously grew up Catholic, and so tradition uh, around like religious holidays is, is super big. But I'd never heard about that about the Orthodox Church doing that. I did um, absolutely zero more research than Wikipedia. So if that's yeah. not right, that makes sense. I mean, that does, well, apparently the Easter Bunny used to be more like a Santa Claus figure, where he would judge if the the kids have been good or bad, and he would bring a basket of eggs and chocolate to. Which sounds so good together. Reese's, you need to do that. Get off your peanut butter high horse and throw some eggs in there. Throw some fucking boiled eggs and cover yeah. it in chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is. It's actually very interesting, but also buck wild that we still use Easter eggs as a symbol of, of this. There's some people that say like eggs represent new life and fertility, but also like they're filled with candy and money. So... Can someone do a, uh, a count of our podcast of how many times we say the word interesting. That's the new name of the podcast. And how many times do we say that? Podcast. This show is nothing but repetition, and that's real important to us. So I'm glad we solved Easter eggs. Guys, let's get rid of them. Easter's don't. Nope. Nope. Bunnies don't lay eggs. That's what I meant to say from the beginning. I've done a lot of alcohol, and I'm feeling it now. So he he hasn't. He's just trying to come with an excuse for why he yeah. can't say <laughs> okay, words I'm sorry. today. I meant to say I wish I have done a lot of alcohol. That's what I meant to say. I'm so sorry. Because then thank I would have you. an excuse. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. And thank you to our listeners for yeah. tuning in to the M Word. Uh please check out our website at mwordpod.com. Follow us on Twitter at mwordpod and subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. Yeah, please follow us on Twitter because I kind of do that and I suck at Twitter. But um, also, I don't put any effort into it because we have no followers. So if Twitter is your thing, you should follow us on Twitter and then I'll put effort into it is all I'm saying. We're also going to try and uh, try a new segment out next week where we answer a question from one of our listeners. So please send an email to ck at mwordpod.com. Again, that's ck as in Connor and Kyle at mwordpod.com. Yeah. I also want to thank Grant O'Brien for uh, our, our theme music, our intro and outro music, um, hereby titled Juice Fluid, because he didn't give us a name, so we named it. Juice it's, Fluid. It's just so good. I've literally, I've had people talk about how good it is, and they said, where did you get that? And I said, we made it. But also, Kyle. we didn't. We didn't. Um, but we have very talented friends um, slash family members who make it and that's it's incredible i love it so much also we have a new album artwork that's coming out really soon it's not oh, done what? yet i know but uh, she <laughs> cindy cindia martinez one of our friends she is an incredibly talented artist and um and she showed me my face and um and she's working on yours connor and it, it's gonna be so exciting i can't wait for to to change the album artwork to it it's amazing i love it so much thanks again guys have a good week bye bye, bye.